Greetings, film shooters. My name is Michael Rosso, and this is the Film Photography Podcast, the internet radio show for people who love to shoot film. I'm here in the studio. Yes. Yes. With Matt Marash. Hey, how's it going, guys? Leslie Lazenby. Always happy to be here. And this is episode number 126, June 1st, 2015. 126, of course, is a film format. What? Yes. A, a cartridge film format. It's the first film format I ever used as a child. Me too, yeah. as well, yes. We're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about the, the basics of black and white developers. Matt has a, a, a point-and-shoot 35mm camera that I never heard of. Silly me. <laughs> that turns out to be a cult camera. I never heard of it. I saw it. I couldn't believe it. We're going to be talking about that. It's called the Ashika T4. We're going to be talking about that and a lot more. Let's get right to our first topic, which is a crazy book <laughs> called Camera Crazy. <laughs> and it looks like an awesome book. And here is Leslie Lazenby to tell us about it. This is an awesome book. It's a relatively new book, uh, September 2014. No kidding. And uh, my friend Jane saw this. And on the front of it happens to be... Fred Flintstone. Like half of these cameras were in your are in your storefront. Exactly. This girl must have this book. I, the Voltron camera. The oh. Voltron is oh, in here. Man. This is truly an awesome book. Um, written by Christopher Saylor and Buzz Poole. Okay, let's just get down to it. A book has to be good if it's written by somebody named Buzz. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we had an IA teacher in uh, Findlay who's they called him Buzz Saw Bob. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Buzz saw Bob. Are, cool, are people huh? still called Buzz? Or is that so older? Uh, I, I, I think it's coming back. You think so? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, anyway, I looked at the cover of this and I thought, great, this is all about plastic and novelty cameras. Mm-hmm. But in, in all actuality, no, it's about being camera crazy. Oh. So these are really quite interesting. There's a particular section that's on the original Dianas and Holgas. Lamography has a section in here. Ooh. Instant cameras, even showing the folding SX70, but of course the Taz cam, the Tasmanian okay. Devil, and the Barbie cam. So it's the fun ones in there. There is quite a uh, cult of these. The Japanese love them. Mm-hmm. And there's a section strictly on that. And they do go into the digital toy cameras a little bit too. You know, I see this donut camera. And, oh, that is like too cute. It's digital. Darn it. But anyway, so it starts off, you know, a basic on what is a toy camera. And really, they consider the Brownie number two the first toy camera. And it's right there. And there, yep, there's that darn Micomatic. But the Brownie number two was the predecessor, of course, of the Brownie number one. And that was the first camera that Eastman used the Palmer Cox little beetle sprite, you know? Mm-hmm. And these were selling to kids. It oh. wasn't his intention, but they were a dollar a camera type of thing. So, number two, the sprite was bigger. Mr. Brownie was bigger. And the Toy camera. This is designed for children. Started. That was back in the 1900s. This is a great book. It oh. is beautiful. Not only is every camera illustrated, you have the manufacturer, the date of manufacture, whether or not it has a flash, its film type, 110, that type of thing. And many times, images made with those cameras. For someone like me, actually, hard on gas. I opened it up, and there's the Micomatic, which is Mickey Mouse's head. With a flash cube setting on top, instructions on the back that number six reads, Treat me gently. I am your pal. (laughs) And it's actually 
kind of creepy but it's you very know, creepy it, camera okay it is but you know the lens is in the nose and the whole bit so you I, saw that in the in the book i saw this yep saw in the book and uh, hunted it down on flea bay and and this, this a uses a book. 126 cartridge as well as uh the flash cube on the top and it's made of high impact styrene wow take a guess what year for the micomatic i'm gonna take a guess 66 I'm, I'm gonna take a guess of 68. 71. Really? I would have thought a lot older. Yeah. This book is, is sweet. I, is, I need a copy of this. There's a camera in here I didn't know existed, and I want it now. See? Exactly. Dr- I had to take all my post-it notes out before I brought it to the there studio. There is a, a Dragon Ball Z spaceship camera. I was he- This was the first anime I was ever into. And what type of film does it's it? 30, can- 35. Cannonball. Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball. Yeah. <laughs> Cannonball D. <laughs> it's 35, apparently. It's like a little spinner kind of cam. This thing is sweet. So, Leslie, Leslie and Matt, you guys would both highly recommend this book? Highly. I'm going like, to the... go to half price as soon as we're done recording, and I'm going to try and scope this book out. Uh-huh. It's, I mean, how can you not? And here's uh, Charlie the Tuna. Yeah. He's the in Charlie here. the Tuna Charlie camera? the Tuna was oh, only available. Uh, he was only available with Tuna Labels. Start to Kiss Tuna Labels. Interesting. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Nice write up on the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup camera. All the can cameras can are cameras. in here. Just awesome. It is such a fun book to read. And they even get into some very modern, you know, Lomo LCAs, Dad. Dianas. Yeah. Dead at an M. H and an M. There's, uh, there's some Impossible There's the in La here. Sardinia, the Constructors. There's your Bel Air. The Bel Air. Right so there. you see it's, it's crazy camera. Camera now, crazy, crazy camera. If there's a digital camera I like yes. and a toy digital camera I like because it is a, now a, a very sought-after cult camera. It is the one I have at home, the Game Boy camera. Did you remember this, Mike? No. 1998, 1999. You got it, 98. uh, They rolled this out the same time they rolled out Pokemon. I lost years of my life because of this combination. (laughs) Um, The Game Boy camera is a – I didn't even know how low resolution it is. It is 0.014 megapixel. (laughs) (laughs) The images are 256 by 224. Super compressed, barely black and white JPEGs. Uh, and and internal that makes storage. It cool. yeah, and internal they, storage. Internal only storage. Only 30 shots. Yep. And then you make the decision, don't you? You can put like stamps on them and like labels. And then it had like a cheap heat paper printer that it no could wireless that it could connect to. And you, you can't could, connect to a computer. No, this oh. is like it's it's so weird. It's in here. There are all sorts of like the lo-fi. The lo-fi folks that don't want to do film will do the lo-fi Game Boy camera. And I've seen people. um, The last time I was in New York, somebody on the street was like taking street portraits with a Game Boy camera. (gasps) Oh, they got those at the Five and Under. Yeah. Oh, the juice. That's going to be a very nice segue. Juice box cameras. Juice box cameras. Great little thirty-five point. And the same company made. You know. Ooh, I didn't know that. Oh, what's that? The biscuit. Those are Japanese for sure. I don't know what to like. Lego cams. Lego camera, Uh quite popular. Just really an incredibly. This is such a well put together book. The images are great. It's really clean. Oh yeah, crisp. Yeah, it's an advertisement for toy cameras. Like, but if you don't get inspired from this, like, only disadvantage. 
Yeah. Oh. No index. No uh, index in the there's back. There's no index. It's so if I wanted to look up the Nick Amanda, you buzz. Oh, no. <laughs> I always thought a book was worthless without an index, but I'll, I'll keep it. It's it that's cool. a good one. They to mention through. even. Oh, the there's pets the pets fall there in the lamography section. Oh, this book is that new that the pets fall lens is in it. Yes. Yes. 2014. 2014 September. So wow. They print out the ten golden rules of lamography. It's a really nice book. Would look great what on the shelf. The, what was the sticker price of uh, this book? Don't know. It was a gift, and it's not. What's the misserp on the back? Ooh, I don't say. Mm-mm. So no index and no price. Hold on, let me Google that. Isbin. Okay, just Google that. <laughs> Isbin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's the classic time camera. Oh. You got with it. Oh, you yes. know, you got it free. Oh, got it free. You see those everywhere. Yep. Those always walk in the shop. People think they're worth a fortune. I know it. Oh, I gave this one away at one of the walking workshops. Matt, Matt's gonna look up the price while I get some ice. <laughs> <laughs> Available on Amazon and yes. Google Store, mm-hmm. twenty three ninety five. Not where I that's, oh. it. It's a hardcover or the soft hard card. Very reasonable for that book. It's a it's a great resource and it's modern. That's a harder thing because you you know the really dated right. books. Hulk Hogan. I own that. Hulk, yeah. do you? Oh, oh, hold yeah. on one second, everybody. Booyah! Wow! Wow! Tight, tight, tight! Yeah! Uh oh, Brown Town. Brown Town. <laughs> and and Matt, the Voltron, yeah. which was a gift, I believe, right? Yes, yes it was for Mr. Michael Rosso. Yes. And that camera, Mike. Oh, I, I feel I feel bad. Like I treasure it. Maybe a week after you uh, sent it to me. There was a big old blog post on Petapixel, you know, the huge photo yes. uh, bloggers. The value of that camera, just from showing up on Petapixel, it went from like a $50, who cares, kind of camera. It's like two, $300 now for this, you know, very simple 110 no camera. It's crazy. So mm-hmm. I clean it up, and it's just adorning the shelf all the time. I shot that, uh, the Tiger, the uh, Lomo Tiger film. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. I love that film. It's great. I... Th- I I like the orca. Between that and the orca, yeah, those mm-hmm. are my favorites. Uh, this is a 110 film we're talking from about. From Lomography, yeah. From Lomography. It's available right here at the FPP, FPP online store. The film is great. You have color print 200. Mm-hmm. There is a orca 100 black and white. There's a color slide 200. The tiger, yeah. Which I love. No, it's the peacock. Oh, it's the peacock thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. There is a red scale 110. Wow. Red scale 110, it's it's... That's a niche. It's a gift. That's that's <laughs> niche. That's niche. an exception. Yeah. It's a gift. But you know, I love Red Scale. Oh yeah? Okay. I do. And you know, just to have it in one of those little one ten pocket cameras. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you're just walking down the street and you see the sun, like, you know, coming through the trees the right way, and you're like... Red scale looks great for that. Yeah. Or a or a backlit like landscape mm-hmm. or a uh, skyline. Yeah. So Red Scale has its time and its place, mm-hmm. and when the time is right, it looks beautiful. By the way, I only took a sip. <laughs> this is like crack. Yeah, he's, he's into it, folks. I only took a sip. This is the first time I'm drinking Mr. Brown iced coffee in a cup with ice. Oh. So maybe it'd be worse. Well, I don't know. Dil- like diluting your bourbon. Bartender. <laughs> brown on the rocks. But we've talked about this in the past, but we talked about red scale. Oh, mm-hmm. it looks this, it looks that. You know, or uh, the cross-processed images I mm-hmm. recently took that you folks saw. I emailed to Matt and mm-hmm. Leslie. And I'm not a fan of cross-processing. Now I think I am. I took those pictures at the dawn, like I was walking, and the sun was just, the sun had just come over. So the sun was like golden. Yeah. Like it was a really beautiful it almost had the look of a fall day because it was so it had 
yes. cast a golden look on things. The, the nice. railroad track shot. There mm-hmm. was there was um, fog because the yes. sun had just come yes. up and yes. the sun was hitting the cold air and Vertical. creating mm-hmm. a fog. So uh, time of day that you shoot, yeah, you know, it came out great. Hopefully, you get that in the evening because I don't see that time of day. Yeah, that's that's some golden hour kind of yeah. light blue mm-hmm. hour. Yeah. But it doesn't have a a, a cross process characteristic, does it? No, that does not. It uh, that, that probably just means you were you know well within the uh, the tolerance range on yeah. your cross. You know, some people they they hear a hu- a broad range. And then they're like, they push it from there, and that's when it starts getting really wonky. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're even halfway disciplined, working, working within your, your, your ASA range, you can get some great stuff. Like, this is my yep. favorite one. Isn't that beautiful? Just have the... Doesn't it look like fall? It's, yeah. It has yeah. that warm glow. Mm-hmm. It was a time of day. Uh, Matt's yeah. looking at an sh- uh, image I shot on uh, Kodak Ektachrome that I overexposed one stop, and then I cross-processed it in C41 mm-hmm. as opposed to the color slide uh, processing. C41 E6, which gave me a negative, which I scanned, and I was like, kind of, you know, every now and then you 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 get your pictures back or you scan your images and you're pleasantly surprised. Yes, because yes. all that was is my daily walk. You know, it just happened oh, okay. to be a little earlier than usual, mm-hmm. and everything kind of lined up. The sun came up at the right time. I cross-processed the film, and it just gave me a look that I've never had before. So the question is, can I do it again? <laughs> Is it repeatable? Yeah. Which we're going to talk about in a future show, E6. show. Uh, let's get back to uh, topic. Oh, we're, we're on black and white, right? That's how no, we start. No, no, we're no. on uh, Crazy Camera. We finished oh, oh, up the oh, Crazy oh, Camera. Oh, okay. uh, so, that. Leslie, thank you for uh, the book Crazy Camera by Christopher Saliers and Buzz Poole. Spelled like pool, like... Um, Pooley. Pool with an E. Spelled like pool, as in Frank Pool, 2001 A Space Odyssey. I know that you and Frank were planning to disconnect me. And I'm afraid that's something I cannot allow to happen. Where the hell did you get that idea, Hal? From this book, which Leslie saw in this book, she immediately went out and bought the Micomatic camera. It's a 126 camera. This is episode 126. And Leslie, you've kind of been favoring 126 film lately. I do. One of these days I uh, offered to do for Mike a short video on how, YouTube video on how I load the cassette so that you can keep and use the paper in it. Matt's shooting videos now. Yep, and you yeah. don't have to shoot it. Covered. Did you? There you go. Come no, on down. Not 126. Not a 126. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> it's uh, you know how to be patient opening the cassette, reusing the paper that's in there, oh, that's good. so that you don't have to tape over, and a lot of times you don't have to trick it. It's an advance, and mm-hmm. it works. And there's a good chance, folks mm-hmm. out there listening, that a relative of yours has a 126 camera in their house. So kind of snoop around, see if you have one in, within your family. And if not, if you've been curious about um, 126 film, I suggest buying uh, either the uh, Kodak Instamatic 100. Mm-hmm. Uh, make an inquiry, make sure the battery compartment isn't contaminated. It takes a simple AAA battery, which is yes. beautiful. The Kodak Instamatic 500, which takes no batteries. Uh, my favorite camera, the Keystone 125X. It uses Magic Cubes, which means it needs no batteries. Uh, and then I was just gifted something called the Magimatic. It's so funny because... The Whatomatic? That's the Micomatic. Yeah. And this is the, the Magi version. <laughs> just anything Matic has got to be 126. Magimatic X50. It's a complete Magic Cube outfit. I'm looking at it. I have a picture of it. It's not a Kodak. It's just some generic mm. camera company mm-hmm. no keystone name on it it just says 126 instant load magic cube camera it looks like a keystone 
uh, and my friend Jacob Ennis sent this to me. You know, he sees my posts on Facebook. So it's like, if anyone's going to shoot this, Mike will. So if you're curious about 126 format, you can buy some old film on eBay and then uh, go on YouTube and you could find a video on how to reload one, uh, 135, 35mm film into your 126 cartridge. Episode number 126, 126 film. We're all happy. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Although you took very thorough precautions in the part against my hearing you, I could see your lips move. All right, Hal. I'll go in through the emergency airlock. Without your space helmet, Dave, we're going to find that rather difficult. Hal, I won't argue with you anymore. Open the doors. Dave, this conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye. Al? 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 Ikimono. Flash. That means 110 film. That's right. 110 film, 110 film cartridge. The awesome, small format film. Introduced in 1972 by Kodak. Has been back. And what better time to shoot some 110 film Ikimono Flash camera in the FPP online store. Check it out. We have some vintage Kodak cameras in the online store. Super amazing. The brand new Diana Mini 110 camera. That's right. And the new Ikimono Flash. Tiny 110 camera with a built-in flash, which is awesome. Let's shoot 110. Ikimono Flash. Hey, we're back. Uh, you know, let's stick with the theme here. A letter and a package. This is a... Oh, I love this letter. It's handwritten. Oh, handwritten. This is from Ed Keir. And Matt's going to read it, right, Matt? Oh, yeah. Hey, guys and gal. I'm sending you a couple... A couple hype lo-fi juice box cameras. This is the camera that got me back into film a few years ago. I found it at my local Five Below store. Hey, yeah, I told you. Five Below has them for below and five you bucks. Ha- you have Five Below stores in Columbus, correct? Uh, yeah, we got one up at uh, Polaris. Okay. Yeah. Five Below is like a uh, five and dime? Yeah, exactly. Here in the U.S.? Yes. Mid- uh, very popular in the Midwest. I, anywhere where you see like a ton of chain stores, they got them. I think I got the cow one. Moo. Fresh milk? Yep, the fresh milk one. Moo. A kind of upscale dollar store where everything is five or less. It's actually, there's some good stuff there. I get like fridge magnets, uh, cards. Uh, instead of like Hallmark cards, I have like little funny ones. Let's see, this little cam- toy camera got me totally hooked on toy cameras. I have, oh, I have since graduated to the FPP's Debonair and, nice. a, and a real Fuji GS645. The only drawback to these cameras is that they're kind of fragile and the f- film advance tends to break after a while. You can see examples of the shots taken with it on my Flickr stream. I'm Ed Keir, E-D-K-E-E-R. I have an album called Hype Box Camera. Long story short, the cameras disappeared from Five Below for a few years. Yesterday, I was surprised when I saw them back. Even more surprised when I got to the register and they were only $2. Oh, man, he got a steal. They're they're normally $4. There we go. (laughs) So I bought four more for you. And because no package from Philly would be complete without tasty cakes, I threw a few of those in, too. Enjoy. Sincerely, Ed Keir. I hope you enjoyed them. P.S. 
I wrote a letter with my Lammy Safari fountain pen. Yes, yes. I have a Lammy Safari They're pen. Nice. There's a local pen shop a block from Midwest Photo Exchange. Little <sighs> little one one guy shop. Best salesman in the world. Bought, I bought two fountain pens from him. So I love my Lammy pen. These this things is are sweet. Quite the pop culture episode. All right, this really is. These are these are one time use. PPS shoot no. Fuji film in yes. it. Yes. Are you sure? Are they reloadable? No, they're reloads. They're reloads. They are. It's, okay. It's like it's just about as hard to reload these as it is to reload a a, a a one time, but they're they're sweets. Sweet. There we go. Well, this brings it all back full circle. No, I don't want that. In my we life. were just talking last night, Mike. I saw those cameras. I'm like, oh yeah, five below. These are these are great little cam- these are great gift cameras. You know, get a kid into film. Boom. Yes. This and some Kodak Gold. It's called a Hype Lo-Fi Fresh Milk Box Camera. Fresh. For use with 35mm film, cool color saturation and bleeds, 28mm wide-angle lens. Yeah. Vignetted photos. Yep. And I have the orange juice box version. You've got milk and... Mm -hmm. And these look like just a paper-covered one-time-use camera. They do. On the back of of the fresh milk, it's like a... A, a cow's butt. Yes. Yeah, I have sliced oranges. What I love about this uh, this packaging, the packaging's great, but on the back it tells you the scoop. Like, I mean, everyone—not everyone, but I do—wants to know. It says twenty-eight millimeter f nine point five, one one hundredth of a second Gives shutter. Gives you a shutter speed. Yeah, works best with ISO eight hundred compatible with thirty-five millimeter film. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, these are great. So I guess the IS I would throw four hundred in here. Yeah, like Portrait four hundred. Just yeah. be done with it. I guess the eight hundred. Did you see this? No fancy settings required. Just pop in your film, twist the straw to open the shutter, and start shooting. That's awesome. It is. What fun. What fun. What fun. Well, very good. Thank you, Ed. Appreciate it. We're gonna do something with these cameras. Actually, they're gonna they're gonna, they're gonna go in the uh, Imagine That store, and when people come wandering in. <laughs> I'm sure you'll find some students to give them too. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Those are great gifts. I've uh-huh. given those out as gifts um, for Christmas party. Yeah, at work. Nice. They're you know yes. great little secret Santa. Yeah. When we come back, we are talking about a subject that everyone wants to hear about. Film. The NASA, NASA space program. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All this is is caused by UFOs. Uh, when we come back. We're going to be talking about a subject we all want to hear about, and that is black and white developers. If you're not already developing your own black and white, now's the time to start, and you'll have a very good reason to start because we're going to hopefully make it easy, I hope. We'll be back. From Ansco, this year's big news in low-priced cameras. Now, every Ansco cadet camera comes with an unconditional one-year guarantee. If for any reason, even for accidental damage, your cadet fails to work properly. Ansco will replace it for just a few pennies postage and handling. Ansco quality makes this guarantee possible. And that's why only Ansco dares make this offer. No wonder camera fans are excited about these Ansco cadet cameras and camera outfits. Truly great values from $5.95 to $15.95. And here's more exciting news. Right now with this free coupon, you can save 75 cents off dealer price on this Ansco Reflex cadet outfit. Save 50 cents on the Ansco Cadet and Cadet Flash outfits. Get your free coupon today at your Ansco dealers. Hurry, offer is limited. Ansco Cadet Camera Outfits. If it comes from Ansco, you know it's A+. 
Retrochrome. This is the year at the FPP that we shoot color slide film. Color slide film is a color positive film traditionally used to make slides that you would put in a slide projector to have slide presentations for your friends and families. These days you can still put together old timey slide show presentations but you can also scan your slide. So in many ways it's even more fun than shooting color negative because you have the option of projecting your slide or of course scanning your slide. Film Farania in Italy for folks who have been listening to the show. What's the show? Know that a brand new color slide film is being introduced. So while we're waiting, Retrochrome. FPP has unearthed from a vault color slide film made by Kodak, Kodak Ektachrome, that we're calling FPP Retrochrome. FPP Retrochrome comes in 160 ISO and 320 ISO. The miles of film that we have acquired has been thoroughly tested. I encourage everyone to go to the FPP online store to try to try because many of you out there have never shot color slide film to try, to try. FPP Retrochrome. Retrochrome. Hey, we're back. So I'm very excited, and I will tell you why. I'm very excited because, you know, starting last year, I started to get back into processing my own film. Color, black and white, now soon E6 color slide. Ooh. E6. Most people don't soup their own films. No. <laughs> but if you've been listening to the FPP for a long time, uh, you may want to kind of jump in, and I know many of our listeners have. For example, our good friend Lance King mm-hmm. is now doing his own processing. Uh, am I am I correct? Maybe our friend Tattoo Dave is he doing his own processing? Hmm. A few of the FPP uh, regular, the usual suspects. A lot of them do. Are now if they haven't are are kind of jumping in mm-hmm. and souping their own. Uh, certainly, my Instagram friends. If you're on Instagram, I'm FPP underscore Michael. God, I love Instagram. You know what I love about it most? I can't imagine. I love about it because none of, no one else FPP uses it. <laughs> so I feel like oh, I got it cornered. I see. Yes. Like I could post stuff and like no one else really sees it here. Uh-huh. Be like, hey man, you hear about that rotten scoundrel Matt? Did, did. And it's like, <laughs> did you realize it? Oh God, Leslie called me today just pitching a hissy, and I never, you know. <laughs> Oh, that Mark D. God. <laughs> oh, we're talking about Mark now? <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll know those guys will never see it. Yeah. And I, I follow you. Like, I, I mean, I don't, I'm not oh, on Instagram, but I'll... You, you lurk know. in. I, I do, lurk. I do some secret things on Instagram, <laughs> like uh, when uh, Justin, who is the FPP shipping manager mm-hmm. in the store, FPP online store, when he was on vacation, I took over his duties. Mm-hmm. So on Instagram, I'm like, hey, I'm in the, yeah, store, in the store this, store week. this week. week. Anyone that orders anything from the FPP and then in the special me- – this is, by the way, this is not an offer right now, so shut up. This is expired. <laughs> this is expired. <laughs> I said, hey, you know, uh, order anything in the FPP store in the, in the special message area as you check out. Write, hey, Mike, send me some free film, and I will throw an extra film. And so all my FPP listeners that happen to order from the FPP store – I got a bunch. Nice. Yeah. And it wasn't any you know, and it wasn't anywhere else. It wasn't on the Facebook, it wasn't on the Twitter, it wasn't on the Tumblr. 
It wasn't even on the FPP. It was special. And that's what makes things special. Anyhow, <laughs> home processing. Yeah. <laughs> I am so thrilled about processing my own black and white. We're talking about black and white today. But, you know, a lot of times uh, I'm confused and I will call Leslie because uh, I use the standard D76 for everything. And when I need a mellow developer, I'll either use the uh, Caffeinol, which is instant coffee, or I will use the photographer's formulary TD3. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or if, uh, if I have some Kodak Technodol. So that's all I know. And you may be saying, well, Mike, that's actually more than I know about. But Leslie is doing amazing things because she's taking 400, 400 ISO black and white film and exposing it at 1600 and getting excellent results because she is, uh, you know, using alchemy. (laughs) (laughs) Like you're using different developers. So before I keep talking, why don't I just turn it over to Leslie and, and she'll give us kind of the scoop, the primer of the basics of black and white developers at home. Actually, the whole thing started with we were talking developers. He said, we should do a segment on what developers are your standards? What do you have in your dark room? And I really use f- about four. For a lot of people, that may be too many. My go-to developer, though, and I've used like uh, Microdoll and TMAX, and I've used D76. But D76 is not my go-to developer like it is Mike's. All in all, there may be a couple reasons for that. Mm-hmm. It could be as simple as the chemistry of your local water. Yeah. I do mix most of my developers out of the tap. Ooh. And that may, that may be why it works for me and not work for you. Mm-hmm. So you, you do have to find mm-hmm. your, own, your own go-tos. Yeah. Number one go-to for me is Xtol, which is a Kodak powder developer. It is, I find it's true box speed. If the box says 400, I shoot it at 400, and my meter, of course, is accurate or my head is accurate, that's what I get. I get good negatives, consistent negatives, fine grain developer. It gets its fine grain because it's a solvent developer. Extol. Extol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, folks listening, get your pen out. You know, start making notes because I'm, I'm already asking. He's, he's ready. He's got yeah. all this stuff. Extol. Uh-huh. Extol. Extol. T-O-L. O-L. Okay. Mm-hmm. x tall. A solvent developer slightly reduces uh, your resolving power a little bit, but it redistributes the grain. And when Kodak introduced this years ago, they said that it gave negatives that were 10% greater with equivalent sharpness and grain over their D76. Huh. And I think, and I think, oh, I gotta use this. Well, you did use it. I really liked it. It's a vitamin C developer, so I feel it's a little greener. Feel it's a little safer around kids. Probably not. And I, I use it two ways. I use it as a stock. Use it, pour it back. Use it, pour it back. And then I have stock that I have never used mixed mm-hmm. up that I use it if I'm going to develop or dilute it one part water, one part developer, or if it's really fresh, one to three. Mm-hmm. Uh, unrecommended. Fresh, you slap it. Yeah. <laughs> if, it's, if I slap, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and a lot of people like to use Extol to do push processing. That's what I was using when I was doing and it. What does that mean, push that processing? That means shooting, having a 400-speed film, shooting it for 1,600, compensating – in with the, your developer for your essentially underdeveloped or underexposed negatives. Stop right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, very key because many times, let's say you're 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 shooting something, it's low light, and you you don't want to use a flash. Yes. You could take your four hundred speed film. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could crank it. Crank it to sixteen hundred yes. ISO. Yes. But that you makes know what? a big difference. 
I do not like Xtall for pushing. I use a different developer for that. Well, let's save that. We are going to save okay. that. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, on. it is a powder developer. Some of us okay. use liquid. They're very easy to mix up. Mm-hmm. The sweet part about this, it is an A part, B part mix together. You don't have to use it A and B later on. It mixes at room temperature. You don't have to get your water 128 degrees to initially mix this up. No. It dissolves very, very easily. Yeah, it's easy to mix. Uh, very easy to mix. So, you know, put the recommended amount of water in for A, put A in, stir it, dissolves. It's pink. No. Yes. And then you pour in the powder B. It disappears. The rest of the water, you're done. You can, because you can mix this at room temperature, it's very easy to use it almost immediately. Disadvantage. Yes. Years ago, they had packaging issues with this, and there is nothing today made that's any smaller than five liter. And I do know that we have a very international listening base, Mm -hmm. but here in the U.S., they're still selling us only quart and gallon chemistry containers. And this mixes up five liters. So I use Arizona tea bottles. I don't drink tea, but plenty of people too. They're dark. They're bigger. They have hand grips on them, and I, that's what I put my x in. The initial mixing is makes five liters, five liters. and then you um, distribute it once mixed to liter bottles and seal it. Exactly, yes. Okay. And then I usually mark them then with the date, and one is marked stock used and stock unused. So I, I always know, you know if I'm going to dilute, I'm going to use out of the stock unused. Stock means that that's the solution you're going to use, then pour it back and keep it. Correct. Uh, a one-to-one means that that's a bottle that you're going to mix with water and then get rid of. It is considered one shot. One shot. One yep. shot. Yes. Okay, very good. That's my preferred mm-hmm. way. I'm making my notes it. here. I'm, I'm listening right along with you guys at home. Mm-hmm. The other disadvantage of this developer is it dies quickly, <gasps> meaning, uh, and I always say an ugly death. You don't have a warning. It doesn't smell funny. It doesn't turn yellow. So I keep track of the rolls that I process, and then I never have a problem. I, and I think very much like Matt Mirage, I do not find a false economy in my developers, and especially in this one. Because if Mike sends me some film that doesn't have developing times, it's something odd. Or if I'm testing a camera out, I know it's not my developer if something's wrong, if something is thin, meaning a negative that does not have enough exposure. It means either I have a camera problem, not enough exposure, but it's not because I overused my developer. It's my constant. It's my standard. For one liter, yes, the standard uh, stock solution, mm-hmm. it seems to get a little scary here because... The solution I use, which is D76, it yes. just doesn't die on you. It starts to weaken. Am mm-hmm. I correct in saying that? You are correct. You'll, you'll notice your negatives are getting a little thinner or whatever or mm-hmm. not as mm-hmm. – so how many, <laughs> how many right rolls – Right off the edge. There's no graduation to this. How many rolls will you get out of a one-liter bottle? Um, I, I would stop at 20 or if I'm diluting at 40. Okay. So that's still quite a bit through okay. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How long will it last on your shelf if properly sealed? Uh, I don't like to let it go beyond four or five months, maybe six, properly sealed, okay. air out. And I, I use it quite a bit. That's why this isn't the developer for everyone. Gotcha. Five liters is a lot. It is. And it is 
not something that mixed that lasts a year. Its advantages to me and the fact that I do have a decent volume of film are worth it. Why does it just die? Like, how come it just drops off like that? For I don't t- know. I don't know. Maybe maybe because it's a vitamin C developer yeah, and the um, chemical choices. There's um, being a simpler developer like that as... As it oxidizes, it just dies very, very quickly. There's, there's not much, there's not a lot of extra chemistry like preserving it. It's just, mm. it, it goes when it goes. Um, you could, there's some other chemistry you could add in aside from it could be uh, suspended in. Well, no, it's vitamin C, so it's easier to suspend it in water. Some other developers you can suspend in in aqueous solutions that aren't water, um, so it doesn't oxidize as quickly. And I can talk about that with my the developer of my choice. Okay, there's two ways to contain that. But yeah, just because of the nature of water, there's there's a lot of oxygen in that. And then when you open it up, close it, mix it around, it's very prone to dying quickly if you are uh, using just the stock and not replenishing it. Replenish people that people stuff. do do that. Yes, yep. I typically don't. Meaning How do you replenish it? You have your stock solution, and they usually use about. <clears throat> It's about 50 milliliters or so, something yeah, like something that. It's like not that. a lot. You've got your stock that you use, pour back and use. And after your developing session, you just take about 50 milliliters of that, throw it away. And then you take stock that has never been used, pour it back in. Revitalizes it. Yeah, and, Revitalize it's, and it's a replenishing stock. So basically yes. you just out and with the old and with the new. People can get a lot of miles that way. Yeah. And this mm-hmm. is this your go-to, the X-Tall? This is my go-to. Please continue on. Rodenol. <gasps> Oh, heard a lot about this. Rodenol. Yeah, there, there's about you know a year what? or so ago, a lot of FPP guys, yourself guys, were all rodenol out. Oh, I'm not. Oh, it's I'm no rodenol guy. Some call it well, rodenol. They do. Some yeah. call it rodenol. Yep. It. This is a developer that has been around over a hundred years. It's almost indestructible. <gasps> I know. You and it comes as a liquid. 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 So you mix when you process. It's a one-shot. Survives in its half-used bottle for years. With air. With air. Without air. With air. With air. It doesn't matter. Can't kill it. Can't kill it. As a, as a, as a solution before you mix it. Yeah, Correct. As a stock. And then yeah. when you mix it, you use it. Yeah. There, are many dil- <laughs> there are many dilutions available. Okay. And a lot of people like Rodinol for stand development. Mm-hmm. Stand development is almost foolproof. Because stand development is using an incredibly diluted developer over a long time. So when you think about, I'm going to develop a film for six minutes in X-Tall, and the phone rings, and all at once you look, it's gone seven minutes. It's a lot of overdevelopment. Yeah. Okay, if you're going to dilute this one to 100, and it's a 60-minute, and it's gone over five minutes, who cares? What's five minutes in the scheme of an hour? You mm-hmm. go walk the dog. You can yeah. go walk the dog. And there's stand and semi-stand. Yep. Uh, I'm a kind of a semi-stand person. Uh, stand developing, like I said, is a long, diluted time and um, developer dilution. And uh, you agitate it at first and you leave it go. Right, okay. 60 minutes. Semi-stand, drop by it about a half an hour. <laughs> drop by, hey, how's hey, it going? Yeah, how you doing in there? Give it just a little swirl or two and come back. Yeah. And if you have a roll of film that's old, you have a roll of odd film, give it some stand development and road and all, and it's about the best you can do. Is that right? It is. And I, I have fallen out of grace. I just didn't like, I loved Plus X. I didn't like T-Max 100. Uh, I've used my share. I've got my times down the whole bit, but I do like it in road and all stand development. T-Max. Really, T-Max. Yeah, T-Max 100. Okay. Got, it's got some grain. 
Yeah. It does. What does? Rodinal. Oh. Yeah. So when 35 Miniature Films came into being, it kind of hit its downward slide at that point. Oh, it's so Every, old, the developer, the, oh, the yes. folks use it for large format. They Play, did. You know, they for, did. Yeah. And then you know, they started messing with the dilutions. They got a little more controlled. And now it's found its happy place among us. And, mm-hmm. and away we go. But. And a lot of people use my... Oh, any questions about Rodinol, Mike? doesn't seem like something I'd be interested in. <laughs> no. What, I, is I the, do... what is the various, like, like one, one to one, one to a hundred, one to ten? One, what? To, one to a hundred is pretty common, isn't it? One to one hundred is pretty common. Some yeah. do one to two. Uh, there's also one to fifty that are a lot of people mm-hmm. are using one to fifty. Yeah. Those are a lot of times that you will find on Massive Development Chart. Is this a photographer's formulary product? Where do you find it? You no, this be- is an uh, currently an Agva product. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're calling it R nine zero nine. R O nine. Yes. Mm-hmm. They don't call it Rodinol. No, because uh, the actual actual, it's PD, actual right? Rodinol is gone. Yes. Yeah. This is a, supposedly the same. There's Rodinol. There's Adenol. And Rodinol Special. Yep. Mm-hmm. Special. Special. Okay. Yeah. Which used to be Studenol, I think. Studenol. Like yeah, Strudelol. Strudelol. Okay, uh-huh. I have no questions yeah, because okay. I don't think I'm using it. I also have a bottle of HC-110 on the shelf. Okay. Well, you know what? Back up real quick. Rodinol, you said if you get in a roll of uh, 1957 uh, exposed film, that's what you would use Rodinol that for? That or HC-110. Oh. Mm-hmm. Either one of those. Okay. Um, HC-110 actually, is... Actually, I, I keep the Rodinol around, and I will use it actually more for T-Max 100 if I shoot some. Okay. You just like the way it looks. Yes. Much better than T-Max and, for me, X-Tall. Okay. Um, Rodinol, yeah, that's primarily why it's around. Okay. HC-110. HC-110. That reminds me of uh, school. It does? When you it, oh, did you use that up at Bill on the Hill when Bill I went to mm-hmm. to university with John? They had HC one ten is there. Huh, okay, it, that was pretty common. Yeah, it's a liquid as well. Yep, you can mix it up into a stock and then further dilute for working, or you can just draw off what you need and go right to your working. Yeah, a lot of people like that. A lot just, of, they have a little syringe on the syrup mm-hmm. and they just bring it out and do their. Dilution. I do that. Leave yep. the little the little uh, foil in the top mm-hmm. and. Put the syringe through there. So when you say you're saying as a as a one shot, yes. Mm-hmm. So when you say the syringe, you're only using enough for your little tank. You're saying, mm-hmm. no yeah, so kidding. People mm-hmm. like use a syringe. They'll draw up a couple mils and they'll do their dilution. Like usually, that's the people that are doing the really high dilutions, dilution H kind of stuff. And they'll uh, yeah, they'll draw from the bottle. And the, the syrup bottle lasts a long time. What's the standard way of using it? There's like dilution five. B probably yeah. is probably the most most common. It does oxidate so a lot of people because now you cannot buy the small eight ounce bottle anymore uh, again with this i know buy the big stuff. it's a big 16 ounce uh they'll use a uh, amber glass bottle and they will simply divide this down into four small units fill those others right up to the top put it away should you do that that's a four to five year life shelf life it's opening good. that up, good. breaking it down, filling them to the top. Okay, let's to back up years. here. Just so I yes. get, is this yes. called Solution B? This is just breaking that, down the syrup. That's the stock, yeah. Okay. So you got this bottle of syrup okay. as a top, it, because of its consistency. Yes. You've got a 16-ounce bottle, so you're either going to have to put marbles in it or something. You don't want that air in there. Okay. Whereas a lot of people will simply get four or five smaller bottles, fill them up, tighten that lid down, and they don't go to them until they need them. And they'll... Still not diluted. Still not diluted. Still in syrup form. Okay. And you're saying put them in smaller bottles 
Mm-hmm. Why? Why would so you want? So they don't oxidize. So they don't oxidize. Because as you, will... you start using the solution, you have yeah. air. Yeah, you're letting yes. oxygen in. Mm-hmm. Okay. And at that point, you're going to get four to five years storage out of those. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because you're opening the smaller units. And once you mix uh, a solution, working solution, with HC110, is it one shot? That's it. Working, yep. yes. But there's, I find it confusing. There's two dilutions. Okay. You can mix a stock dilution. That's what I want to hear about. And then later on, you'll mix your working from it. Okay. Whereas a lot of people just prefer to go, today I'm going to be doing film. They pull out the amount for the working dilution. Mm -hmm. You get both of them. Got your water up to temp. That's such a small amount. You're ready to go. And then that truly is one shot. It's always one shot. No one develops from stock, do they? They always dilute it further for working. Yeah, I don't know many folks that that create a work i think it's yeah. just for if you're doing a huge i a think huge so most everybody pulls what they need that, that instant day, yeah. and go with it okay i'm still yeah. i'm still not sold off of d76 no. but please continue sure <laughs> and uh, you know this is interesting d76 is the standard when kodak releases a developer they often compare it to their own mm-hmm. d76 so hc110 dilution b they considered it slightly less shadow detail than D76. Okay. Slightly finer grain, though, than D76. Yes. But it is um, one of those that's almost kind of hard to mess it up. I use this, especially now when we get this 1957 film, a lot of age fog to this. Yep. It's a low fog film. Keeps that fogging down. Oh, okay. So that's really where HC110 shines for me. You can also, because this is a low fog... If you want to mess with it and find your time, people do technical pan in this, too. Because we know Technodol developer is no longer manufactured. But if you have some, it fogs so easy in other developers. But this will hold the fog down. Okay, hold down that fog. Hold down that fog. Okay, that's number three. That's number three. Here's the magic one. Okay, magic. Diafine. D-I-A. Fine. F-I-N-E. It is so fine, my diaphine. Is this a Kodak product? This is not. Okay. This is a, an independent. They make two. I'm only yours. Acufine, diaphine. Diaphine, incredibly simple to use. Uh, I'm takes, liking what I hear. Takes your film out to its maximum speed. Doesn't build the contrast up. So when I'm shooting 1600 with Tri-X, sweet. Got some Panatomic X around. Sweet. 160 speed, essentially. It comes in a box inside two metal cans. Metal cans. Isn't that they, a lot? They look like little paint cans. They yeah, do. Yeah, sure, got sure. A big old A stamped on it and a big old B stamped on it. Okay. It's okay. Just mix it up. Pow- they're powder? Powder. A goes into A, B goes into B. If you ever get any of B from mixing or developing later on into, into A, a throw it away. F. F. Yes, it is contaminated. This is not a cheap developer. The retail is about $59 a gallon. Whoa. But you will mix it up, and you if you don't contaminate, you'll use it for a couple okay. years. The two paint cans that mm-hmm. you receive in the two box. Two little ones, yes. How many gallons do they make? They make a gallon of A and a gallon of B. That's all they make? That's all they make. Okay, I'm waiting to hear, like, what, do what, you do, what do you, happens with A and B? What happens with A and B? Once they're mixed with water. Here we go. They put them on the shelf, you're ready to go. Here is the order in which you process Load your film on the reel. Yes. No pre-wet. Ah. Essential. No pre-wet. There's also no 
temperature. Oh, it's 75. I have to do this. There's none of this. You pull it off the shelf, you use it. So there you are could, no published temperatures. No way. No, so this is a great field So you could do developer. it in the summer. You could be up yep. up in the Arctic by John Carpenter's The Thing, well, you, wherever you are. You can, but you, you know, if you've got ice crystals in there, that might be a little <laughs> yeah, too cold. Yeah, you can't be too cold. I'm, yeah. Just average. If average, it's, If yeah. it's 50 degrees, if it's 70 50, degrees. Yeah, like 50 or higher. Yeah, you want to be oh, up. Yes. Yeah. So A, pour it in. Minimum of three minutes. I usually do four because I get interrupted. It's not a big deal. Okay. Minimum of three. It's kind of like self-terminating. Not really, but... Okay. The film can only absorb so much of A. And this is what it's doing. It's absorbing. So minimum of three, I usually do four. No rinsing. There's another no water step. B goes in. Well, let me ask a question. Uh Uh-huh. What do you do with the A? Is it... A pours back. You reuse it. Now, what happens to all the dye from the film because you didn't pre-wash it? It'll it'll it get in there. It's fine. Yeah. Who cares? You know. It's just yeah. die. It's just okay. Die. Please yeah. doesn't affect anything else <laughs> okay. later on. So B goes in. Same amount of time. Four minutes. Okay. Now the secret to diafine. Yes. Is the agitation. <laughs> you do not. It's very gentle. I usually use a Patterson tank, which is inversion. Oh yes. I do not on this. I use the little rod. Swizzle yep. sticks. Yeah. Swizzle little stick. swizzle sticks. <laughs> And that agitation, even though they recommend five seconds of every thirty, I may only give it two spins. You two don't give it a you don't give spins. it a tumble like I do. Uh, no, 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 because you don't want to think I was making cream. Do, yeah. yeah, you don't want to <laughs> rinse A off. B's activating with it. And if you get too aggressive with B, you don't get your full development. Okay. So that's the secret to it: is watch the agitation. Gentle. But gentle. So B's done. Pour B back. 30-second rinse in water, and then you fix and wash as you normally do. So three minutes A, three minutes B, you get done. And you can reuse it. Absolutely. Does it die a, 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 an instant death? When no, it's so- no, no, no. Thinking, oh, How long will this last? At least a year. At least a year. But we're probably really talking two years. Wow. wow. This, is, this is an older developer. Is there a roll count, or does it just last no, two? No, no, it doesn't exhaust with use. This um, so it's worth that fifty dollars. I think so. Yes, for me, it's the it's the wow. nicest pushing developer I have. Like I said, the highlights don't block up. The grain is really unusually fine, considering we've now manhandled this film to sixteen hundred. Mm-hmm. Wow! And if you have, you know, you're out shooting and day's going good, and then all at once the light gets dim, shoot anyway and just soup the whole thing. Well, let me ask you a quick question about diafine. That's yes. what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. When you shot your 400 ISO film at 1600, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. did you alter the, the developing time? Did you push or pu- push or pull? This is called pushing film. Yes. So alter my developing time? Yes. No, because that's what this developer is made for: is pushing film, odd exposures, wonky exposures. It gets the most out of a film that's possible. No way. I wouldn't necessarily probably shoot Tri-X at 200 and put it in here. That's not what this developer's for. If you shoot it at box speed, you shoot 400 at 400, mm-hmm. it's fine. Great. It's okay. Use a regular developer. But if, oh. if you're not sure, I had a friend that was testing out a camera. No, I guess. And she, you know, I, the, this, this camera didn't meter the same as that camera. Here's my negs. I said, ooh. She goes, can you take the rest of the film? It was four stops underexposed. I just put it in diafine. Underexposed or overexposed? Underexposed. It was not giving her enough exposure. So I put it in diafine to gain that back through a chemical process, and she had printable negs. 
fascinating. It's under or over. Under. Preferably under. under. Preferably under. under. And right now, one of the films that you sent me to use was the Shvima Blue. Yes. The Blue Sensitive. It's uh, about a 1.5 ISO. Yep. And I have it to six. Woohoo! ISO <laughs> <laughs> six. But I'm thinking after I saw the next, I can probably go to eight or ten okay. with this. And Which I for some love people the results in- might really work. For example, if you're shooting a Shimina Blue, which is an ISO one, whatever, what is it? One five. 1.5. To shoot something ISO 12 is so much easier because you could set your meter to 25 yes. and all you have to do is compensate one and, and, stop. And some meters go to 12. Why don't you just make 10 louder and make 10 be the top number and make that a little louder? These guys to 11. It's just so easy to use. And let's face it, Kodachrome started off as 10. It was good enough Ooh. for us then. <laughs> but, wow. Yeah. So a di- diaphragm is, is a specialty. It is. I did not see. I did not know that, Matt. Mm-hmm. I would you consider know. yes a specialty. What other uh, notes do you have about diaphine? That's it. That's I mean, it. You, the instructions are printed on the outside of the box. You think is that all there is to it? That's all there is to it. There's no temperature taking. Three minutes, three minutes, or four minutes and four minutes. The secret is the gentle agitation. Right, and of course That's you're doing it. one or two rolls at a time, and mm-hmm. it's a gallon jug. But you know what else is nice? No, what? Think about this. Got to roll a plus X. Got to roll a tri X. Got to roll a Ilford something. Throw it all in. Can all go in. It's always the same time for everybody. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. Pretty cool. And so you would pick, yeah. you would choose Diaphine as a developer mm-hmm. only for rolls of film that you're. you're Push uh, is it called push or is it called? This p- is called pushing when you when you rate underexpose, it mm-hmm. you rate it higher. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't if you were to. Here's the quiz. The quiz questions for Leslie. <laughs> if you're just shooting a film at box speed, you would grab which developer? Xtal. Xtal. I'm guessing the rod, the Rodinol. You're not using that often. No, I'm not. What What would you use the HC110 for? Wait. Old. I was gonna say again. Old <laughs> film. Yeah, fogging. Mm-hmm. See now, I'm really I'm really psyched. Because like you have you have a workflow. Do you always have at least three of these? Chemi- I always have those four. Four. Mm-hmm. It sounds to me like the di- diaphine is fine because you don't have to sweat <laughs> it because you could just keep it on the shelf for years. There you go. And what type type of death will it die? A slow death. Yes, yes. very slow. Agonizingly slow. Agonizingly, you, you, you know, you'll just... get just so tired of seeing that same bottle on your shelf that you'll just mix up a new batch. I do because do a, I'm a doing mercy do mix that. because you're like, oh, this oh is God. two years old. It's I'm just gonna, or they, or they don't even remember the last time I did. They're just like, yeah. all right, let's mix. It I've up. worn the A and the B off the caps, and I don't remember which it is. And but, you don't worry but, about the color or the, no. the schmutz that gets in no, the bottles no, no. or the A right now stuff that's floating in there. Oh, you can filter if you want. Yeah. Coffee filter it. Yeah. It says if it does get a precipitant, just filter it out. Okay. Have back at it. If you were to, and I don't know why folks do this, but uh, I see it so often uh, on threads that uh, people who shoot like Portrait 400 and they decide to process it as black and white. Mm-hmm. What sh- developer would you use to process color as black and white? I'd use something a little more aggressive. Oh, you would like uh, like your D seventy six stock or something, just Probably, because it's going to be very flat. Probably, or maybe flat. Uh, one of the HC one. Yeah, and delusions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's going to be very flat when it comes. It I've done this accidentally. Or a couple the X tall and just agitate the yeah. life out of it. Type Portrait four hundred is really the best black and white film, but it's, you're paying a lot to yeah, yeah, to absolutely. Waste it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, and is there directions on di- diaphine to tell you like don't pre wet like yes, yes there are they go right mm-hmm. through it no pre wet no rinse a 
B. Yeah, it's right on the can. Right on the can. I was going to say, and there's one more developer I use occasionally. Yes. And it's also one that you use, and this is a photographer's formulary developer, because Kodak no longer offers Technodol. Yes. And I do have some tech pan around, but this is also excellent for these microfilms, micro-type films. Yes. Uh, or a high-contrast film. Mm-hmm. It's a low-contrast developer. It's pretty darn economical. You don't, you know, you... TD3. 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 Technodol 3. And I really carry that or use that now because of some of these weird... Like Eastman 5363 high-contrast. Yes, exactly. Have you shot that yet? I have. Okay. And it keeps just keeps that contrast down. Do you have TD3 in-house? Only f- yes, for my own use. For own yes. use, yes. And do you um, can you go step through that really quickly? Like the general, the, like generally speaking, how do you mix it? Is it a stock solution? It is. It, it is a, they supply it in two containers. Okay. And it is liquid, and then you mix right before use. Yes. And it is considered one shot. Like the Technical developer was, too. You could use it once or maybe, maybe twice, twice with extended time. I don't have the paper in front of me. I don't use it often, but um, instructions are very easy. And that's it. It, it. You just soup it like a normal developer once you mix it according to directions. And this is a product of someplace called the Photographer's Formulary. Mm-hmm. They're a mm-hmm. website. Great resource for pre-mixed chemistry and certain raw chemistry mm-hmm. for a lot of black and white photographers, uh, alternative process, that sort of stuff. Leslie, so, you actually have notes on this, so I, I can repost this as a, as a blog, as a, sure. as a standalone. Absolutely. That would be beautiful. In fact, there's, I have done an extensive one on Xtal, which kind of, because people, you know, I could get this in a liter before, why can't I? It's a little more history on it that way right. and explains it. But, but then that's what I have on my shelf, and I know... Matt used to use Matt. What's your uh, obsidian I, aqua? Do I, you still? Nope. I'm uh, I'm back to it's all pyro. All the stuff I use. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I went back to Pyrocat HD. It's uh it's a great developer. I am very uh, no frills. One developer. What is it called? Pyrocat HD. Pyrocat. HD. HD. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a formulation of a pyro based developer or a catacol based developer uh, made by or. Formulated by a gentleman named Sandy King. Okay. Uh, down, in, I think, Charleston, South Carolina. Um, he came up with it. It's a very, very nice compensating developer. So what a compensating developer does is uh, it's crazy. You can uh, you can blow out highlights for days. Uh, <laughs> it, it, you can overexpose for days, and you actually won't blow the highlights. Okay. Uh, Pyro will the, – the classic example of it in Ansel Adams' The Negative. Yes. Is a picture of a light bulb. And then it's developed in D76, and then it's developed in Pyro. And in the D76, it's, you know, like shooting any light bulb, everything's blown. Like, it's just a white yes, white ball. Uh, when In the Pyro image, you can actually see the detail in the filament in the bulb. Okay. So uh, it retains insane amounts of highlight detail. But it is, um, your, your negatives will look very, very flat when you scan them or print them outright. Uh, so you will have to... Uh, do some contrast boosting in it, but I like it because it gives me all that information to work with. Is it, is it what for? Is it powder or liquid? It normally ships liquid. If you buy it from Formulary, it's two liquid bottles. It's an, it's an AB developer. Okay. 
same thing as as Leslie had talked about with diaphine. You keep it separate. I like it because there's two ways to mix it. You can mix it in water, and it will last. Uh, it's one liter of each, and that one liter will last a year. Or you can mix it in iced coffee. Like close. <laughs> uh, the other I was talking earlier, you know, the vitamin C stuff. You uh, you can put the uh, mix the developer in what's called propylene glycol. Oh, yeah. It's it's used in sweeteners. Nice. It's used in creamers. Yeah. It's also the the main thing that carries vape. Like the the, oh, the, okay. the stuff they put in vaporizers, that's propylene glycol. So it's completely safe. It actually tastes sweet to humans. Uh, I wouldn't drink pyro, though. That's awful. But it will hold. I, I mix it in propylene glycol, and it will last for three years. And in that three years, I can uh, I can do almost a thousand sheets of film or a thousand rolls of film. Sheets. So it's a one-shot developer. So a very small amount, like one to one hundred. Right. And this is your go-to. T- it's what I use all the time. Yes, Leslie. Well, I always thought of uh, pyro developers as really being a large format type of developer, and I never considered it for 35. Do I have the wrong mindset on this? You, I use it for everything. You do? I, I agree that it's more of a large format kind of a developer. I like my medium format negatives in pyro. Mm-hmm. I don't like my 35 negs. Uh, out of pyro, and I, I don't know if it's just because you've got you've got less information to work with on the negative. Maybe that's why, or it's just it's too flat on mm-hmm. on the smaller. Ne- I, I don't know what it is, but um, I really like it on the large format negatives for sure. So, and uh, it's great for my developing regimen, which is you know a bunch of sh- uh, about two liters of developer of working solution developer in a tray. And I'm just souping it along, but you can use it for pyro is a little bit weird. You can't do full stand development with it. You can do semi stand. But full stand, sometimes you can get a little bit of that, uh, what's called bromide drag. Bromide drag, yeah. Um, it will kind of bleed out in like areas of high contrast, you know, bright highlights. So think of like the highlight of a, a like the silver lining around a cloud mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. bleed out in an image. So you have to be very wary of that. Uh, it's also not the friendliest uh, developer for people. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you have pets or kids, I never recommend it. Okay. Um, it's nasty. It's very nasty stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mix it myself. Do you wear uh, gloves? Absolutely. Gloves and a ventilator. Oh, and a oh. ventilator. Yes. It's very... Um, okay, so this is advanced. Yeah. It's advanced, um, and it's one of the oldest developers. It was actually like one of the, fir- it was like the first or second developer ever. They used it back in the wet plate days. Okay. I like it because it lasts me three years. It's no frills. I have all the information I could ever work with as so long as I expose it properly. What would, What is your go-to for 35 millimeter? There's a, there's a local gentleman um, in... In Columbus, Ohio, his name's Mark Full. He's a great guy. He's a Rodinal guy, but when he does his, his, he does all the black and white in town for everybody else. Um, he just uses D seventy six, and I'm like, great. So you'll just use a D seventy six for your black. I'll and use white. his service, and he'll do D seventy six for okay. it. So and it looks looks like I remember it. So absolutely, we didn't mention D seventy six. I mean, Leslie, is that something that you? W- I mean, you don't normally use it. I don't normally use it. But the you're only not reason I make- ever used it. Yes. Is because it was the only times I had for Kodak Infrared. But this is back oh. before Google days. Okay. And these things weren't highly published. I mean, and the only time that Kodak Infrared gave on their package was D76. No kidding. So that's the why I used mm-hmm. it. But I, in lab for other, because I've always processed my own and for other people. Mm-hmm. I just simply used, I used Microdol at that time. As my go-to, it's a finer grain than D76. Right. Do you have any information? My go-to is D76. Mm -hmm. The developer I sell the most in the shop, D76, hands down. Why is that? What is the pluses of D76? good general 
purpose yeah. developer. There's just so many people that have used it over the years. Like uh, Leslie was talking about mass, massive dev chart. Mm-hmm. There's probably more times and combinations for D76 than everything else combined. So like it's, you can always yeah. find the D76. Ilford Films will give you a D76 processing right. time. You know, like we have uh, two new universities and a high school that do black and white programs. D76. Yeah. It's just flat classic. out. It's what they use. It's the one I recommend for a lot of first time black mm-hmm. and white films. Just hey, D seventy six. Yeah, yes. here it is. We always Kids have it in stock at Midwest. Slop it up a little bit. It still performs. Yeah. It's a little old. And they haven't done the count. Mm-hmm. Still performs. Yeah, the only tip is you know mm-hmm. mix it up. Give it twenty four hours and you're good to go. Oh, and it has to mix it hot, though, hours. doesn't it? Like one twenty five to yeah. get everything to mix, dissolve. Mix it warm. Uh, yeah, just let it sit twenty four. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so, another. You know what's ideal developer to learn with? Yeah, a fun but, thing, just chemistry fun thing. Chemistry fun with uh, uh, with the Pyrocat. One thing that's really cool about mixing your own. It's um, normally when you're mixing chemistry, sometimes like the only cool thing is like a color change or whatever. But sometimes <laughs> you get a really really awesome reaction. Uh, when I when you mix up Pyrocat, the part A, part B, part B is the reducer, and the reducer in this very alkaline developer is potassium carbonate or potash or washing soda. It's a hypersaturated, which means it's at its satur- it's as much as the water can take mm-hmm. of that. When you throw in a ton of potassium carbonate into water, it's a violently exothermic reaction, which means it goes. You can mix it cold at room temperature, and then it gets hot. If you, no mi- if you mix it in like a plastic container, it can almost start to melt the container. It's really cool. It's, it's almost boiling. Yeah. Yeah. It's very. It's, it seems uh, scary. Oh no! It's fun. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> wow. Uh, I I use my go-to is D seventy six. Right. The FPP store stocks D seventy six. It's a solid one. Now yes. in a convenient one liter packet. Ooh. Yes. Because one liter or one, one quart. Liter. We have a gallon, one gallon packet, uh-huh. and a one liter packet. Make a one liter packet. Yeah, I didn't know that. I just mm-hmm. found it. I use one liter because I develop two rolls at a time. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. My D76, I mixed it April of 2014. One gallon. Oh, no. I know, granted, you know what, I, I, I didn't put a lot of rolls through it. I. This is so funny because way back in walking workshop when Keith Swan oh, was with us. The faces you, that he Oh made. my gosh. And I'm looking at Keith and Keith and I are just cringing. Oh <laughs> so, but, so, yeah. so D76, yeah. generally speaking, even though I'm the guy that uses it, I should have the facts. I don't. Stock solution a year? Is that is that okay? Mm, it, I don't know. I, I would consider D seventy six by roll count, not by definitely. Yeah. Oh, see, it's and a gallon, I think, and I'm not, I think they say what is it, sixteen to twenty rolls mm-hmm. per gallon. Yeah. A roll of thirty-six is equate a roll of one twenty or maybe, a sheet of eight by ten. Maybe that's why it's still good because uh, I'm only doing two rolls at a time, and when I'm pouring it back, a replenish is going on mm-hmm. since it's a gallon. Mm-hmm. And so that's why that that jug, that one gallon plastic jug that's been sitting on the FPP darkroom floor for over a year is just. Still, still going. You start to start to question your exposures or that numbers on the edges aren't looking good. You'll know it's time. Oh, okay. How many rolls, generally speaking, D seventy six? Sixteen to twenty. Sixteen to twenty. Yeah. Uh, according to package. Oh, okay. And then mm-hmm. you know, uh, Leslie had mentioned earlier the false economy. When in doubt, throw, throw it, it out. out. It's my tattoo. I know although that is, but Sally, one. that isn't like a phrase for Mark Dalzell or myself. <laughs> no, no, it's just, no. He pushes uh, the count on color, oh which my is gosh. really. 
makes me jump off the yeah, edge. Me, I have <laughs> nightmares. At, I wake up. I'm um, cold sweat. Uh, really that. quick, uh, we, we're not talking but, about color processing mm-hmm. this show. What show? But uh, we've been using the Unicolor C41 kit. Mm-hmm. C41. Both you guys familiar with it? Yes. I've used it before. Mm-hmm. Yes. That, I think, I think the box says, like, maybe 10 to 13 rolls. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I, I treat it like 8 to 10. You do? Yeah. Oh, I will, because mine are in glass bottles. Yes. And they're dark. And I also put a piece of cellophane over the top um, to keep the oxidation an yes. issue. I'll run it out that many rolls without any issue. I'm up to roll... I'm 57? 30. <laughs> 30. Oh, my God. And I'm, I'm approaching that 16-roll mark, so I will be ordering another kit one of these days from you. Oh, here so, he goes. So. Ooh. Booyah! Wow! <laughs> Just opened a can of Diafine. <laughs> Brown Town. Brown Town. I'm Thou the Yeezys. Yes. Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown. After the Coscafes. Matt's doing the. Uh... Ooh, macadamia nut. Yeah. They all taste the same. <laughs> <laughs> they all taste the same. So, mm-hmm. Matt, roll 30. Uh, Unicolor C41 kit. I mixed it uh, December 20th, 2014. Oh my gosh, you're like Kramer in that uh, the Seinfeld episode. You just keep driving. Well, the problem though, you see, it's different with color chemistry when you exhaust it. Why? Because you're going to start getting uh, what's called crossover. Tell me about it. Um, different dyes develop differently. Okay. You can have a negative that looks like it's too red when you scan it, but the shadows are cyan. And typically, you would add more cyan to counteract the red when you're color correcting, and it just gets worse. Now, it used to be we would just die if we had crossover. Now they call it cool lamography, <laughs> and everything's good, you know. They, they love it, but... On such a small mm-hmm. batch, one liter, mm-hmm. of such an old Unicolor C41 kit, if I'm doing, uh, if I'm doing um, color slide film and I'm cross-processing, oh. am I killing it? Oh. I don't, Any I, ideas on that? Is that exhausting it anymore? I'm not sure about that. I don't think so. Um, it's doing something. Okay. <laughs> do you, if I was going to start cross-processing, do you think I should keep a set just for cross-processing? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Because that was kind of what... Uh, the darkroom was hinting at with cross-processing. Like, they have, like, a, you know, a machine for it. Oh, they do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, that's oh, okay. all that happens. Like, they, they don't cross the streams. No. It's just folks, a, they don't want any contamination. No. Yeah, folks That's expensive at, when they're mixing up more than... La- large labs, even your corner, uh, your corner drugstore lab, a lot of times they will not cross-process, meaning you bring a, color, a, a roll of uh, color slide film that says process E6, and maybe just out of laziness or you just want to get it done mm-hmm. or you don't care, you'll get a processed what's called C41, which is a color print processing. You'll get a color negative from your slide film, but the colors will be shifted, which a lot of people love. Right. Yeah. That's why they're doing it. But yeah. most labs don't want to do it because somehow, I guess, the dyes from that E6 roll of film are contaminating their chemistry. Yep. And the scoop is from the guys at the darkroom is that – one or two rolls in one batch cycle of, you know, a, a commercial process is not going to do too much. But if they running a lot of it, it could contaminate the chemistry. And I guess what, hap- what you're talking about, which is 
contaminated chemistry, and would you call it cross what? Crossover. Crossover. So mm-hmm. the color neg starts getting, yeah. as you would say, Matt, wonky. Yeah. Yes. F. <laughs> F. That's interesting. So this is uh, any any other uh, any other tidbits about black and white developer basics before we when in doubt throw it out. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, it's. Yeah. I'm sure if I'm sure someone out there has a question, and if you do have a question, podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. dot com. It comes into our general mailbox. It will get passed along to myself, Leslie, or Matt regarding the topic. I highly recommend you you know just have a go at it. Processing your own black and white. You don't have to have an actual "quote unquote" dark room. You really just need one little room in your house that is completely black, just to get the film out of the cartridge into the tank. Well, that's the tank that you develop your film in. Once it's sealed in the tank, then you do everything in light, which mm-hmm. is great. So you really need just a small, uh, small space. And if you have pets or children in the house, then you really just need a cabinet where, when you're mm-hmm. done, you just put everything in the cabinet, yep. put a little padlock on it. Mm-hmm. Properly mark those bottles. Yes. Once mixed. Yep. I know a lot of folks that are listening to this show, they have started their own home processing. What show? And I don't think there's one person that's, that does it that has not been satisfied. I see it on Instagram. The satisfaction of when you're done of holding up that neg. Yes. It's like you have your negative and now you're ready to scan. It's yours. It's, yes, it's yours and it's somewhat instant photography. You go out mm-hmm. and you shoot, you mm-hmm. come back, you process it lickety-split. At night you scan it and then you have your beautiful images. So thank you, Leslie. Kodak Vision 3 35mm film. What is it? It is 35mm motion picture film. The very same film shot in Hollywood in motion pictures. And the FPP is buying this film direct from Eastman Kodak. And right in our FPP studio, I've been cutting it down into 27 exposure cartridges. You may be asking... Why? Because the film is so awesome. And although there are other great Kodak stocks out there, we all like freedom freedom of of choice. choice. The idea that we could pop a new film or a new to us film into our camera and experience what it's like to shoot. And the three films that are currently available right here in the FPP store, they're all Kodak Vision 3 films. The first is 50D. That's a daylight film, 50 ISO. It's amazing because it's so crisp. And the vision stocks capture so much detail in the shadow areas. For a little boost, I recommend the 250D. That's a 250 ISO film that gives you a little more speed. Most remarkable is the 500T film. This is a tungsten indoor light based film. Perfect, perfect film if you're a event photographer we're shooting indoors, let's say in a family dinner situation, or something that's indoors or where there's mixed light. Now this 500T film with an 85 filter, orange filter over your lens, can also be shot in daylight. So it's an incredibly versatile, awesome 
film. In the past, what has kept these films out of our hands is the notorious Ramjet. This is the black carbon-based layer that's on the non-emotion side of the film that's designed to help the film in transport when it's in a 35mm motion picture camera, protects the film while it's running through at 24 frames per second, and this has kept this film out of our hands because there was no way to process it. But now, for those of you who are using our very own Unicolor C41 kit, you could process it at home. We have instructions right on our website, the additional step you need to do if you are processing yourself. But the biggest breaking news is that if you're not processing yourself, which is probably the majority of folks who are listening right now, you could shoot this film and send it to the Little Film Lab in California. That's right, the Little Film Lab. And each roll of Vision 3 film, whichever flavor you like, We'll ship out with a piece of paper of where you can send this for processing. Mind-numbing news because we can now all try the Kodak Vision 3 film. And you're going to be hearing about it here on the FPP. So, so get shooting and stay tuned. Thank you much. Hey, we're back. And for this segment, Mark Dalzell has popped in. Hi, Mark. Hey there. <laughs> you're, in, you're, you're in luck. I will tell you why. What do you got? I have a special box. And why everyone's on break and not in the studio right now, they're, basically they're effed. Well, I don't know. We'll have to see what's in the box. This is a box from, what's Winni- in the box? from Winnipeg from uh, Ariane Angela Solis. All right. And she sent, there's a little note in here, but what I saw, the first thing I saw was like, you know, this dark noir OMG's clusters. Boucher. Yes. Uh, so is Winnipeg French Canada? N- all of Canada is officially French, but no, not at all. That's why I was, you know, <laughs> is this French? It has to, is it this has to be French. Yeah. It, ha- it has to have French so this, by law. This OMG's <laughs> clusters. And for folks listening who want to know what that means, it's chocolatey graham clusters with almonds and toffee bits. That sounds good. That sounds excellent. There's also... I like the... I like, Ma- I like graham. Minaros, fuzzy peach, uh, M-A-Y-N-A-R-O-S, Minaros, Ma- yeah. It's like, this looks like a, it's a soft, you know, what do you call it? Like jelly. This? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's not all. Gummy. Our favorite, how did you know, Ariane, how did you know, she must have heard us talking about it. <sighs> oh, coffee crisp. Coffee crisp. It makes a nice light snack. <laughs> that commercial. Their, that's been their slogan for like 50 years. Yeah. How you're liking your coffee crisp? You like your coffee crisp? Uh, then no, I like she, my coffee crisp. Then she also sent some expired film, which is awesome because uh, it's... It, it's don't get me wrong. Expired film is great when we when we get it in, you know, we use it. But when we when it comes in, it's just as you would say, boring. Yeah, you know, it's like oh oh look, hey, Fuji thirty Sp- rolls of Kodak Gold <laughs> two hundred. <laughs> Yay! These are a little different. Like here is Centuria film. Have you heard of that? No. Centuria 400. I mean, this is Kodak Gold-esque, basically. Yeah. It's just a you know, different company. Here is Solaris, which is Ferrania. See, Ferrania film. Cool. Solaris. That's uh, heirloom Ferrania. Yeah. yeah. 
Got a roll of that. Got a roll of this, as I think is Kodak. Oh, Profoto XL. I have a bunch of that in the fridge. I think they prob- it's probably evolved to Profoto XL. Yeah, yeah it's probably the same. it's got the same font even, I'm sure. Profoto 100. That's like my kind of cheap go-to test film. Another roll of Solaris 200. 200. And last but not least, oh, what's this? A roll of, oh, Lucky. Oh, Lucky. It's a Chinese company. Yep, yep. Lucky Super 200. And there's a little note in here. Let's see what it says. Very nicely hand-printed. It says, Dear FPP gang, greetings. I hope you all had a safe winter season, and I could not contain my excitement. I'd like to thank you all for the hard work that you do, keeping film alive, and connecting film users across the globe. I guess we do do that. Yeah. We're kind of like a conduit, right? Was that a good word? We're enablers. Okay. <laughs> Stumbling upon uh, your podcast a few years ago was really awesome and was a great way for me to talk to other film users other than my fiance. Well, it's cool that they, as a couple, are both into film. Yes. It's, believe me, it's not fun when your significant other is just like, has no clue. No, believe me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> believe all of us. Included in this small care package are some. Uh, candies made in Canada. Although with company acquisitions, I am not sure if all of these are readily available in the U.S. None of them are. No. Coffee Crisp. Eh. Maynard's Fuzzy Peach. Eh. OMG Clusters. Boucher. You can find Arrow Bars at the, like, the international section, but not Coffee Crisp. Or Crunchy. We can get yeah. Crunchies or O'Henry's, but yeah, not Coffee Crisp. OMGs are made and produced in my home city. Oh, wow. And I hope uh, you enjoy them. Oh, we're, gonna, we're going to in three seconds. <laughs> for, folks li- for folks listening who are on Facebook, get ready to post another thread about how, you know, we chew on the air. <laughs> Does she say that in the letter? Or are you no, saying that? I'm oh. saying that. <laughs> no, these should be enough glucose for you guys to run an entire shoe. This is what shoe? They also included a, f- a few rolls of film that you can either give away or use for yourself. These are from my own film stash. Some of these are already discontinued. Thank you so much. Merci beaucoup. Is that right? I did that good? Sure. How would you say it? Merci beaucoup. Oh, very nice. Angela Solis. And you can find Angela on, well, there's a blog uh, called A-E-R-P-I-N-S-E-L dot com forward slash N-O-O-N-E. Uh, Twitter, Derpinsel. D-E-R-P-I-N-S-E-L. Well, thank you very much, Angela. It was really appreciated. It's awesome seeing... This is a very fun, nice little, neat little package. Yeah. Candy and film. Candy and film. And Mark is going to talk about his uh, Corel camera. Gosh darn it. John Fideli walked in. You caught us. He was trying to shove the OMGs into his gullet. A boucher. John, hold on, let me get a shot. You look like you just came. You look like you just came out of a 1950s uh, Marlon Brando film where you just got like into a, a fist fight. He just climbed out of his deuce coop. Okay. I knew. I said it before we began because we tried to sneak this in. Yeah. I said if anyone's going to walk in, it's going to be John. <laughs> be- Stupid. Because like he smells the glue close. <laughs> the glue close. <laughs> The glucose. I smell the sucra. Ooh. 
what, what is, what's the deal with those? Chocolate nuts? Chocolate-covered graham cracker, almond, and toffee. Really? Uh, I have uh, gum in my mouth. What? Oh, my God. They're I have so to cleanse my palate. Just spit the gum on the floor. They're so wow. good, Mark. This place is so clean. There's All no right. garbage. No, there's no garbage. Just spit it on the floor. I lean away. We did get a few letters from folks saying you guys should do a spin-off like a food podcast. Like a like a, a treat, you treat know, like, podcast. Oh my god! Like uh, t- we talk about if we had a podcast, we're we're connecting the world. The candy cast. Mm. The candy cast. <laughs> I mean, there's so many unique candies, and I'm sure there are all sorts of websites where you buy. Oh, gee, is right. They're good, right? I could easily eat it. Oh my god! Delicious, right? Oh, you know what, Angela? It says Ariane. It says mm. Ariane on the box, but it says Angela. Okay, let me guess that. Well, it's on pink paper. Maybe that's like her aunt or her mom. Perhaps. Let's get down to it before the rest of the gang comes stumbling back yeah, in from up. their yeah. whatever they're doing Quick. up there. Smoking. You got deuce cameras? I got the Corel. This is not that. We're going to talk about this one. This is a crazy little camera uh, I picked up at a uh, camera show, what a, show a few weeks ago. The uh, Hasbrook Heights Hilton all right, camera show. That you, you were guys so excited about this. I was, yeah, it was just a random thing I saw posted on a blog somewhere or on a forum somewhere, and I thought, let me check it out. And it was, I used to live in Hasbrook Heights. Super. And it was, <laughs> it was like Sunday morning in the basement of a Hilton, and I walked in, and I was, I thought it's going to be Mike. Everyone else thought it's also it's going to be like ninety percent digital junk. I walked in, it was like <clears throat> amazing selection of random stuff. And at the back were these two guys who had bought out the whole collection of this guy who had passed away. Who He went by the name Kiev Man or something on, on the internet. And he was a big importer of um, Russian cameras, primarily Kievs and things like that. But also had a huge collection of crazy other things as well. So I, I kind of grabbed a bunch of... Careful. Oh. It's going to hit you in the chin. Jeez Louise. Uh, he had a... Uh, a good collection of really oddball cameras. So I got this one, which is made by a company called, um, I don't know exactly how it would be pronounced, but Kochman, 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 K-O-C-H-M-A-N-N. And this particular model is called the Corel. The Corel was available in a few different um, aspect ratios. The one I have here is the 4.5 by 6 centimeter. It runs 120 film. Wow. So it's 4.5 high by, uh, or sorry, 6 high by 4.5 wide. So it was made in 1933. I only made it for a year or so. And it's like a pop-out folding camera, but just the that, construction of it is... That camera's from 1933? 1933, It yeah. is solid. Yeah, it's solid. The, and I love the, the way it's designed. It, it pops out, but it's designed so that as you pop it out... When I first got it, um, it was a little gummy, and it would pop out like this where the front mm-hmm. wouldn't open. But then when it's oiled properly, like these little clips are made with just enough tension... So that when you pop it out, it it flips out, flips the front door open, and mm. it's just a really beautiful design. The viewfinder on top actually rotates up. Oh, look at that! To cute. get your proper aspect ratio, and yeah, it's a great little camera. It's got a, uh, a, a I don't want to say cold shoe. It's got an accessory shoe on the on the side, so you can um, put a rangefinder on it if you want. It is zone focus. So the inside ring is for the uh, aperture. Uh, this is your focus. Oh, is um, your app. Yep. Yeah, the aperture is at the bottom here. Oh, okay. Look at that. And then the the big silver ring is your is your shutter speed. So it it runs. It's got a you know very respectable uh, two fifty of a second all the way up to one second plus bulb and time. It has a self timer. It has that um, works. Yep. Yeah. Well, I I you got it, it working. Yeah, I got it working. Uh, Three point five to sixteen 
Uh, it's a 75 millimeter, you know, who knows what. Uh, it actually says Enel Dar, Enel Tar lens. Yeah, so it's some kind of oddball, weirdo lens. What's the Compure on the front? Compure, that was just, that, that's basically like the computerized lens. It's like an early, computerized shutter. It's like an early 386. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, this is the <laughs> early 386. <laughs> a 286? The .186. No, it just means that you, you actually had all these shutter speeds oh. where it was actually, it, had, it has little tiny gears and you know springs funny? that allow you to do that. As Mark's talking, like, I'm actually, my interest is peaked. Yes. And I'm like, look at that. Any OMGs. And as you're talking, I'm like leaning closer to the mic while I'm chewing. <laughs> oh, that's going to sound no, it awesome. happens. annoy people. And now it happens by accident. Yes, it does. You haven't even asked me one time if I've shot with it yet. That's how excited you are. Yeah. No. Well, I want to know, well, even more right importantly, there. what you pay for it. I'll hold that right there. Can you no, read? Ten bucks, maybe. Ten bucks? This, and it's not very often that I, usually I, I buy a wacky camera. Oh, actually, I should flip that up. I buy a wacky camera and... Uh, I kind of have a rough idea, you know, what, what it's worth, and I'll go home and I'll look it up online just to see, you know, look at completed auctions on eBay to see what it's worth, and look it up on the blogs, look it up on the forums, look it up on the camera wiki, this and that. I got home and I looked up this Corel 4.5 by 6, nothing. Not a thing. Really? Nothing on camera wiki, nothing on camerapedia, wow. nothing on Wikipedia, none on eBay current, none on eBay past. Wow. It... This I accidentally bought the rarest camera I own. Um, wow. There's there's a, a little reference to it on Camera Wiki and Wikipedia, which or Camera Camerapedia, which basically have the same entries. Just an aside. They just sort of say, oh yeah, they made this camera in 1933, but that's really all there is to it. Um, hmm. It's it's a pretty unusual little camera. You could get the exact same camera, basically. So this is a six high, four by four point five wide. You could get it flip so it was six wide 4.5 high hmm. you could get it in a six by six and they also made a version uh, oh you could just turn it sideways and shoot it uh yeah that's true uh they made a version that um has like squared sides that actually shot on plate glass mm. plates so they made a plate version of this too so that's crazy that's my cokeman the only kind of quirky thing about it is it does not have a selectable mask on the inside so when you shoot you're shooting Mm. 4.5 by 6 mm-hmm. but on the back there are two windows yes I think this is I mean the only maybe time I've ever seen two windows on the back would be if you had a selectable mask so maybe it's missing and that's the window you would use right this one here well I used this one and I should have used this one so really? what happened is when I uh, when I developed the pictures all of them were really widely spaced out so instead uh, of getting see I would have thought this is the one to use that's what I did yeah but yeah, it didn't wasteful, work wasteful. can you pull that up and you see the windows OMG I don't know yeah so I'm not sure what but actually now that, now that I'm saying that I look at it, I realize the two windows are the same height which hmm. means they would just be seeing the same numbers anyway. So I don't know. So hmm. I don't know. But you would think that would be the window because that's the one over where your exposure is, and that one's over by the spool. Well, but usually they're offset. So yeah, you know, it just occurred to me that if this was two windows, the, the second window would be up here to mm-hmm. pick up a, sep- a second set of numbers. But these are both going to see the same number. So I, I just have no idea. You, you get just, you just spazzed. You get twelve images per roll. No, I mean they were perfectly spaced. But I mean, instead of using that window, use that one. Well, but it just occurred to me now that if I had done that, it would have done exactly the same thing because oh. I, I would, it would still be seeing the same set of numbers on the backing paper. So I don't know. So basically, every picture came out perfectly fine. It just had like two inches of space between. Like they were just spaced really wide mm-hmm. for some mm-hmm. reason. Mm-hmm. How many shots per roll? So I think I got eight. How many should you get? Twelve? It should be twelve, I think, yeah. yeah. On a, on a 4.5. Quick review. This is a 120 film camera from the year 1933. There's not much information available on it. It's called the Kochman or Kochman, K-O-C-H-M-A-N-N, Corel. 
and it's a four by five times six image size. Takes one twenty film. Have you shot with this yet? Yes, I have. Actually, I had this you with me in. Uh, oh, <laughs> I had this with me in California on the on the oh, Rocky Workshop. Oh, that's this right. Was one of the ones that we were walking around. What'd with you put in there? Do you remember? Uh, that wasn't that beautiful black and white stuff you shot, was it? No. Oh, no. That's 35. That, that's the oh, LPD-4 that we were just talking oh, about. LPD-4. Even John wants the LPD-4. Yes. It's um, beautiful. I'm hoarding 150 feet <gasps> that my friend Mark O'Brien gave me. Beautiful high contrast. So you're pleased with the shots from this uh, Corel, or was it kind of hazy, fa- Hazy, you know, how old cameras have that kind of yeah. old-timey look? Exactly. Not in a great S- way. Slightly, yeah, like soft. A little soft. And also... Um, That's your darkroom t-shirt. Yeah. We'll talk about that when we okay. talk. Yeah. Uh, and also, I, uh, the bellows look really good on it, but there is a tiny pinhole. Bellows! Sorry. Come on, man. Don't open all your goodies right in front of me. Oh, there's, <laughs> co- there's a roll of Kodak Gold 200. Yeah. Give it to him. Yeah, I haven't seen that in a while. Um, so there's a tiny pinhole in the, cur- in the, in the oh. bellows. And since, spray? Yeah, and since we were, sh- you know, it was 175 degree... You know, and we were only shooting 30 miles from the sun when we were in San Clemente. <laughs> of course, like... It's very bright. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. So if, if I didn't shoot and immediately wind and shoot and wind, like the frames that, that it sat, you could see that there's some, there's some pinhole burn in there. But, um, but there are a few shots that I put up, and they definitely have an old-timey look. I think, you know, if I were to use this camera again, I would pretty much only put black and white through it because it would definitely yeah. give you a real 30s mm. look to shoot black and white through it. Uh, what, what's the stuff that you spray on the bellows again to seal the flexible? Is uh, it like a vinyl? A it's not, it's vinyl? not spray. It's, it's, it's a liquid electrical oh, tape. It's a paste? It actually yes. it's like it comes out on a brush. And you, yeah, liquid latex. Yeah, that's basically what it is. Mm. Yeah. Have you become a little a, dabble, do you? Like, obsessed with this in the sense that are you looking for the other Corel cameras? No, the other cameras, the other Corels actually are available. So if you get on eBay and you look up Corel, you'll see a couple pop mm. up. Um, they're not cheap, like the the six by six. I, I've seen them go for maybe it wasn't the six by six. I've seen them go for like hundreds of dollars, three or four hundred dollars. Oh, so it's more of a collectible than it's not like it, it produces incredible images. It's just people trying to complete a collection. But mm. that's very so, cool. Yeah, it's a cool camera. camera. Thank you. Uh, we'll be right back right after this. <laughs> The Film Photography Store is now stocking fresh 110 film. And if you don't have a camera, 110 new and vintage cameras. That's right. Filmphotographystore.com. Support the FPP. Check out, try, revitalize your interest in 110 film. 110 film is back. You thinking about trying it? You've never shot 110? Now's the time to do it. Filmphotographystore.com. We're carrying the new Lomography, the Orca 110 black and white. That's 100 ASA, 110 film. The Lomography Tiger. Tiger 200 film. That's 200 ASA color film. The very last batch, 2010 expired. Fuji film. 110, 200 ASA. John Fideli's favorite. And the Lomography Red Scale. Lobster. 110 film. Amazing. And most recently, and most exciting, a brand new color slide film. Lomography Peacock 110 color slide film. Awesome new 110 film stocks. Now's the time to check it out. Filmphotographystore.com. It helps the FPP. Very appreciative of all the folks that have been to the Film Photography Store. Please do check it out. Thank you very much. 
Hey, we're back. I received an email from one of our listeners, uh, Charles R. Lawson. Uh, he is at the Highlander Studios in Kilmarnock, Virginia, uh, and he was kind enough to send something called the Kinetronics Static Vac, anti-static mm-hmm. film cleaner. Oh, yes. And this, this, this box I'm holding in my hand right now, Charles, I mean, it has made quite a trip. It really has. Oh, yeah. In, I want you to know it's finally in our hands. It went from, from Charles. I think it got dropped off at a trade show. And what, what, in what state? I think it got dropped off at the... Oh, shoot. It wasn't WPPI. It was Imaging USA in um, Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> wow. It's sort of like the own FPP postal service. <laughs> yeah. Got dropped off at a trade show. It sat on the floor there for a few days. Then so fin- sat on a truck for about a week. Right. Then finally, oh, yeah, there it is. And then it, I guess it made its way, was it at Midwest for a while? It was at Midwest. Uh, it made its way to me. Um, there was two of them in there. Okay. I took one. <laughs> it's sweet. Oh. I use it in my workflow. I just run all my uh, 35 ugh, uh, and my 120 negs through it, and it's it's perfect. It's, what does it do exactly? So it's a vacuum, and it's um, it's an anti-static vacuum. So... It's an anti-static vacuum, which what that does is it pulls off the dust that's already on there. Yes. And then it uh, ionizes it so dust doesn't want to get on there. Dust isn't attracted to it. Exactly. Because if, like, if you just put it through a normal vacuum, what happens is it's, it's sucking air too hard, and it's, it creates like a static charge on there. So like dust, it'll just like jump onto it, which and, in a strudel and Lauren heavy household, I can't do that. So what do you do? You literally put the film through it? Like bloop, zoop, run it through right onto the uh, V700 uh, scanning holder with some uh, some canned air, and we're ready to go. 120 and 35 millimeter? And 35, yeah. It's great on those just because so like a piece of dust, you know, yeah. magnifies so big. If it's larger, big. you've got to duck, do one side, flip around, do the other. Yeah. It doesn't go larger than that, right? No. Um, I think uh, Nate Matos is using one right now on my recommendation. Uh, I think he's also trying it out with some bigger stuff. But I for 120 and 35, excellent. Okay. Kinetronics. Static vac. They also made a line of just simply the... Um, Handheld little brushes. I've got those, too. Uh, yes, those are wonderful. Very nice. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then amongst well, during the break, amongst ourselves, talk about if we're going to do anything else to show, watch show, because it's already, uh, wow, it's getting late. So we'll, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll be right back. Did you know that the Film Photography Podcast is listener-supported? That's right. Without you, there is no Film Photography Podcast, which is why we need your help. Please consider donating to the Film Photography Podcast by going to filmphotographypodcast.com and in the upper right-hand corner, clicking the Donate button. Your donation will keep the Film Photography Podcast running. Any purchase that you make in the Film Photography Podcast store will also support the Film Photography Podcast. Let's keep these shoes coming. That's right, yeah. Support the Film Photography Podcast. Yeah. Hey, we're back. Hey, I want to, before we go, we're going to read a few letters. I really want to thank you folks out there listening. Uh, I mean, I I I sincerely mean this. There is no show without you. Um, We don't sit here, like, just talking into dead air. (laughs) You know, I'm not here to talk to hear myself. I'm not here. I'm not here. I'm not here for these guys. Although <laughs> I love seeing you guys, I'm really here for you folks at home because you know the whole reason this this podcast even started was because I became so jazzed 
about getting back into film that I I have a broadcasting background. I decided, let me hey, let me do this back then. Let me do this with this new thing, this podcasting thing. Let me see if there are any other people out there. It's like, hello. <laughs> it's like Anybody? that scene from uh, Day of the Dead, George Romero's Day of the Dead. It's like mm-hmm. no humans left. It's just like, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Doesn't find anybody. But we found a lot of people. <laughs> you guys. Uh, so feedback is essential, and I'm so thrilled that we receive so much feedback from you guys. Um, bless you. Do you want to start with one? This is, this is actually very good. This is uh, from Ducron. He is, dear Michael, he is, I'm a customer of yours in Lebanon. He's talking about the Far East, not here in the U.S., Lebanon, Ohio, or right, somewhere. Right, right. <laughs> just want to inform you that the Canon T50 arrived today safe and sound. The Lebanese custom officials had opened the box for inspection, but no harm was done. I would like to compliment you on the neat packaging of the T50. I have often bought cameras online, but none have ever arrived in such a neat package. I felt as if I was unpacking a new camera. Mm -hmm. The next thing that impressed me, accepting the bargain price of the T50, were the two AAA batteries and the three color films you had included in the order, which were totally unexpected to me. Thanks for your generosity, Michael. These are little details that make FPP a great company to do business with. I am a collector and shoot only with film. It's a consolation to me to know that I've got such support from people like you at the FPP. Keep up the good work in this uninspiring digital era. Yes. Dukran, D-I-D-I-K-R-A-N. And um, he's in Beirut. There are not a lot of 35-millimeter SLRs in the FPP store right now, but there is the T50 because I love it. Mm-hmm. And it's an easy camera to use. And for people to collect, it's an odd mm-hmm. Canon camera. Yeah. So anytime you do order a camera from the FPP, it is not only tested, but I do do all those you know, it's sort of like you're receiving it the way I would like to receive yes. it. And I guess I'm a product of pop culture, meaning when I was a child, I used to order, like, you know, stuff out of the back of comic books. Oh, yeah. You know, like the X-ray glasses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hovercraft. <laughs> a million magnets for $1. <laughs> right. The sea monkeys. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Anyhow, mostly out of famous of famous monsters of Filmland magazine. So as a child, you mail order, you bug your mom for some money, you finally get it in the envelope, you send it out, and you're just sitting there waiting for your package to show up. And of course, when you're a child, those three weeks are like a year mm-hmm. because you're like, oh god, I only have you know four weeks summer vacation. If I order now, I'll get it by third week of July. Mm-hmm. You wait, you wait, you wait. You're looking out the window for the yeah. mailman, and then when it shows up, there it is. When you receive something that is a little extra special, and by the way, I still receive special treatment sometimes when I order something. On eBay from like Japan, mm-hmm. yes. they'll send a piece of Japanese candy in yes. there. Or is this some special doodad? It means the world to me. Mm -hmm. So when I'm packing something, you know, it's like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I I want that little extra something because it's, it's, you can't get it anywhere else. Special. So anyone ordering FPP store, you were well taken care of. What else we got? 
I've got one here from, let's see, uh, Thomas Corcoran okay. in, the, uh, in the UK. Mm-hmm. Hi, Mike. Hope you and the gang are all keeping well. Just thought I'd send a quick email on a topic that I hadn't heard discussed on any great length on the podcast. It might be of interest to listeners. This is really right up uh, around what we've been talking about. A few weeks ago, I accidentally developed what I thought was uh, TMY, so uh, TMAX 400, and good old D76, but suspected something was wrong when the developer came out bright green. <laughs> oh. And Ooh. probably had a smell to it, too. Turns out I loaded a roll of Portra 400, from the FPP store, of course, into the tank instead. I thought my pictures would be totally ruined, F, <laughs> as I'd assumed I'd, I'd used totally wrong times, even if I'd been doing it intentionally. To my surprise, once I scanned the negatives, I ended up with some results that weren't just about usable, but I'd be really happy with. They were taken with a Roly 6008 and an 82.8 developed in D76 for nine and a half minutes, just like T-Max. Nice. Yeah, Portrait 400. I, I it's, keep saying it. It's a great. It's one of the best black and white films. It's just <laughs> the most expensive black and white film right, too. Right. Um, discussed on the show a few occasions, developing film with extinct development processes like K14 in black and white. But wondered whether any of the team often intentionally uh, used C41 or E6 in black and white for any particular reasons, such as excre- uh, greater latitude or getting something interesting out of the cheaper films. If so, any tips or advice? Um, Never have. No. Not black and white and color. So many thanks and keep up the great shoes, Tom Corcoran. Sorry, right. sorry, Tom. Only yeah. good tasting tunas get to be starfish. <laughs> star kiss. Star kiss. Star. 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 Star kissed. Yeah. Star kissed. Star kissed. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, I've I've never done it intentionally, just because like that's a lot. You know, for a, a color like mm-hmm. Portrait 400 to be just black and white. But that being said. Um, you can, uh, when you develop it normally, like any normal film of the same speed, it will be just a little bit flatter. So you have plenty of contrast to work with in right. the in the scene. So you can actually, let's see, if you want to, if you want to intentionally, I don't recommend it. Intentionally shoot Ektar 100 or Portra 400 as a super expensive T Max 100 or 400. You can probably overexpose the heck out of those things and still get really great detail for a black and white. There are people that's the only way to process your Kodachrome now. Yeah, wow. D seventy six typically. If you have some, no kidding. Yes. Yeah. Okay. There's your developer labs, will really couple, smell funny though. A couple labs that actually will even specialize in it, but yeah. I can't right. tell you right now which they are, but they do offer it. Right. So there you go. Yeah. Well, one last yeah. letter, I think. Uh huh. It was just a little letter of gratitude. Yeah. yeah. To whom it may concern. <laughs> I found you online and so glad that there was a place for my camera. Enclosed is one 35mm Canon AE-1 with multiple attachments. Hope someone will come to enjoy this camera as much as I did for many years. Miss Diane Wilson in Lenox, Michigan. Thank you, Diane. Uh, FPP is your, your, your place to go to get rid of your film camera. And a lot of folks just Google donate film equipment and we come up and we have our whole program in place and uh, both Matt and Leslie has seen the backroom depot at the uh, warehouse Uh, they come in I eyeball them I send people a little message hey got it received it mark on the on the end of the box what it is and then they get stacked and then once or twice a year three times a year I go through them pick and match and ship to our various programs like the uh, Bluffton University, mm-hmm. uh, the Skyo School, Project Juan TT. Uh, there are a few schools earmarked for the fall of this year. And, of course, when we have a walking workshop, 
Uh, we do a whole table of giveaways. Uh, and, of course, throughout the year, we also um, do have little contests and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So uh, send your cameras. Uh, if you go to filmphotographyproject.com, go to the Donate button. You'll see all the information about what we're, what we're up to and what we're doing. And I really think FPP is unique because um, if it is a school organi- organization looking for film, although film cameras, although you can go to eBay and start shopping, where else can you find you know fifteen Pentax K one thousands tested in one area, ready to go for the very purpose of you know educating uh, and getting cameras into the hands of uh, young. Uh, folks using traditional film. So I'm very thrilled to be part of this. And uh, I'm very thrilled that uh, Diane, Diane, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. That Diane sent uh, sent her gear to us. Yeah. We do receive a lot of cameras that were, uh, you know, uh, part of people's family. Someone passed away. And uh, folks don't want to just throw it out. But most of the folks that I talk to, they really just want the cameras to get in the hands of someone that's going to use them because they realize it's not real value anymore. Uh, well, that's it for this show. show. Exactly. We're going to see you guys in two weeks. Podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. I want to thank you for joining us in this basic black and white developer, a Palooza show. And we'll be back in two weeks. Should cut out all the drinking and the fatty stuff And maybe exercising is a good idea Cause baby, we don't get enough Girl, it would be so wrong If we don't live for long Well, I could wear too many coats And maybe you could wear a blanket on your Stuff. 
Maybe exercising is a good idea Cause baby we don't get enough Let's get on
these tales before when they used to mean so much more she shows her happy head 